0: Well, good morning. I looked outside and it's raining on the bonsai. The trident labels are, or labels, the trident leaves are coming in on the trident maple. It's a good day. And it's going to be a good day because I'm going to fill you in on a couple of things that you probably already know. I'm just going to corroborate it for you. The carpro.com talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I don't know if you guys remember back uh, about five days ago on the 22nd, Thursday to be exact, when they had that phone outage and everybody was on the text line, what's causing the phone outage? And I had no idea. So I wasn't saying that much about it. I heard there were solar flares. I mentioned that. Uh, There's a lot of things that can cause an outage of a technology that we take for granted, far too reliant on this because it can break at a moment's notice. But then it went from a a solar flare to a uh, normal scheduled upgrade and the system collapsed. Well, unfortunately, a lot of us live in this opaque world where we don't see beyond our own borders. In Europe, where DC does not control their media, although it's still pretty leftist over there, they're stating that the AT&T outage has all the signs of a cyber attack. So they think the system was hacked. And, you know, we've been treated to multiple reports where U.S. intelligence services have warned about continuous hacking attempts. Like Richard Jones, a sheriff of Butler County, Ohio, stated that their communication system is attacked multiple times every day by foreign computers trying to hack into it. And he's made the point of asking people to think about how they act when they lose their mobile phone. Imagine if the whole system goes down. and. Let's admit it, some of us were beginning to be a little panicky there. So let's, let's take, let's, let's, let's pull back and look. We're going to get high, gain high altitude and look at this from an overview. Right now, what's going on at the border is not about Mexicans coming in here. We're being invaded by foreigners from well over 140 different countries. And this isn't an accident nation is being overwhelmed deliberately in just a few months major cities have become destabilized to the point of collapsing and they're not here to pick oranges or to mow your lawn the vast majority are completely disinterested in gainful employment and even if they wanted to get a job where those jobs supposed to come from what about these these guys that have come in from china north africa and middle east We know what they are. They know what they are. Everybody in the government knows who they are. And we'll get to the government later on in the show. But now it's becoming not a matter of if we're going to hit by terrorism, but when and where. (laughs) So... Most of the time, if you're an alcoholic, you're not going to get any help unless you admit that you have a problem. And the first thing we have to do with this is accept it. Not panic about it, but accept it. We have a very serious, deadly problem in the United States that ignoring it is not going to make it go away. And for some of you, that is difficult. And This is where this whole warrior mindset comes into play. Because what is now here is simply reality. And we're now going to have to deal with it. Or we can die, whichever one you wish to choose. No one wants to believe that very bad things are coming and the country that you grew up in may disappear forever. But you can't dispute the fact. We have $34 trillion in debt and the government in D.C. is funding two proxy wars and we don't know where that money's coming from. We don't know how that's going to get paid back. So if step one is admitting you have a problem, step two is taking control. Now, here's the first thing I would advise you to do. Don't ever panic buy. A lot of times when when we thought that Hillary Clinton was going to be elected, everybody was buying AR-15s. As soon as Donald Trump was not elected or he was elected and Hillary wasn't, all of a sudden we had a glut of AR-15s. Everybody was panic buying up to that point. Don't panic buy. The predictable behavior of the masses during these coordinated attacks will be to engage in panic buying just like we did with toilet paper, just like we do with eggs and bread and whatever else it is when we hear the word snow. So you need to prepare now and don't participate in the panic buying frenzy. And you have three basic needs. This is called the Maslow hierarchy. So. You have basic needs. That's the underpinning of everything. That's safety, security, you know, psychological needs, which is food or, excuse me, physiological, food, water, warmth and rest. Those are your basic needs. Psychologically, it'd be nice to, you know, feel accomplished and feel like you're, you belong to something. You're loved by somebody and self-fulfillment. It'd be nice to ac- achieve your full potential. The last two are not necessary to your survival. What do you genuinely need need to keep you and yourself and your family from suffering from thirst and hunger? And it's going to also boil down to the have and the have-nots. And you need to take a look at your cupboards. If you can't go for a full week without a trip to the grocery store, you're behind the eight ball. One month would be better. Six months is better than that. Step three. Step three. I asked Dewey to make some sort of a special for this. Um, This is the great equalizer. We just noticed it on October the 7th, 2023, where a bunch of disarmed people just got killed for dancing. They got killed for dancing. Uh, Handguns are convenient to carry, but they are notoriously poor fight stoppers. Now, a centerfire rifle or a shotgun, less convenient to tote around, but they stop. They have stopping capability, more so than any handgun will ever have, regardless of caliber, although you need one of each. During Hurricane Katrina, whenever the gangbangers saw the cops carrying handguns, they that that didn't that didn't uh, do anything to them. They were had plenty of those pointed at them. Then when the uh, National Guard showed up with black rifles, well, that put a stop to the out of control lawlessness. So you need at least one serious self-loading centerfire rifle, and you should f- view this as a close-in fighting tool, not a distance tool. That's why my, right now the longest one I own in my arsenal, although I have four inbound, uh, is a 10.5-inch barrel. So, and that's not much of an arsenal. So, uh, if, you, if you're in a state run by leftist anti-gun governors and blue cities, well, you guys are in a hip, heap of trouble. The next thing is going to be your mindset, and that's not something I can tell you how to fix. if you have the mindset that you need, if you have that warrior mindset where you lead a normal life, but you regard all of these things for what they are, then um, you're gonna be able to deal with problems quickly and efficiently, and you're gonna be able to withstand what's coming. And it takes a commitment. Now in the military, the, the, the benefit of military time is you, you go out there and you get put through a bunch of stress in basic training. And you figure out, you learn from that basic training. The, the mental lesson of that is that you can put up with anything. And I'm telling you right now, I don't care what your condition is. I don't care your age. You can put up with anything. So that's the first thing you got to install in your head. You can put, and you got to believe it. you got to believe you can put up with anything. Pain, you can put up with pain. You can put up with being tired. You can put up with being hungry. You can put up with being cold. You can put up with anything. You have to get used to that because what, what we are witnessing, what we have seen in real time in our time is we've seen all, and all of this stuff brought about by the failure of the federal government in just three years, in three years, this is how bad when you're, when the federal government is completely and totally mismanaged the way this one is all of the little, all of the little warts and all of the little scars and everything, they open up and they bleed like they're fresh. And that's what's going on right now. We're hemorrhaging in every, every direction. Every small imperfection we had is now hemorrhaging. And guess what? America is America's a prize. It's a trophy. And for those of you that take the time now to make those preparations, you'll be doing yourself a big favor if you do it. Because once it starts, once it starts, it's going to be an issue trying to catch up. When we get back, I'm going to try to give you a primer on the mindset. This is Newstalk 98.9 WORD. Never heard this one. I sort of like it, though. It sort of reminds me of, uh, you know, old 50s rock and roll. That's okay. I like it. Just don't don't burst my bubble, whatever you do. <laughs> Carpro.com talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. We exist today in a very, very uncertain and dangerous spot in history. And there's going to be... It, when what's going to happen happens, there's going to be two kinds of human responses. Some of you are going to be very distraught. It's going to, everything's going to happen really, really fast. It's going to seem like it's beyond your control. You're going to throw up your hands in exasperation, and you're going to fear that all is lost. And uh, I understand. I get it. I understand it. You're, uh, you know, that's that's part of the human condition, and. Getting beyond that, sometimes it takes you somewhere where you might not want to go, but you're going to be taken there anyway. So just remember that part. For some of us, we've seen this coming for a very long time, but some of you recently awakened to this. You, you've you've had this stewing, stew this fire stirring in your belly for years, and now, now you're it's beginning to look like it's approaching, you know, critical mass. And for everybody out there, you should be in that camp. Every one of you should be out there in that camp. Now when I tell you what I'm about to tell you this is not unwavering optimism okay I I'm full I'm I'm fully versed in reality but I also know that the more of us who accept that reality for what it is and then tackle it accordingly the more quickly we're going to achieve our goal which in the end we achieve the goal that's the that's the best part of it Now there is no codicil in what we're looking at where we say to ourselves and then the global deep state will take control and hold all power over the rest of humanity forever Uh, all of these people doing all this demolition right now to the United States they cannot hold on they cannot be permanently victorious that is just not the way the world works government tyranny is not new evil disguised as some false state's religion. That always returns. Loss of liberty and the spread of slavery are regrettably routine. What do we hear all the time? We hear politically correct and we're all in this together and we must protect democracy. The planet is dying, everything is racist. Manipulative, Manipulative nonsense. Yeah, they're depressed because they know how much hard work will be required to dredge all the hokum from society. And uh, the most intimidating part about this is just the size and scope of everything that's going to go on with this. But once you understand that no matter how heavy the load we have to bear or how long that road is, there is a path to success, to victory then the challenge just becomes execution and you got you you got to think unfortunately like like a warrior, you know. Let me give you let me give you some quips that you would find from people that have written that are warriors. Like a man distracted is a man defeated. Or There is always an escape. There is no situation that you could not turn to your advantage. One rule, put the other guy down. Who imposes the terms of battle will impose the terms of peace. If you can control yourself, you can control your opponent. Everything has a force. You embrace it or you deflect it, and why oppose it? and maybe the deepest of them all for those of you that are about to understand what I'm going to say the best weapon in the world is a flashlight so you can look deep into the other guy's eyes this is not just a this is a philosophy for living it doesn't matter how bad what's in front of you looks there's always a path forward there's always an action that will redefine the nature of the fight there's always a choice on how the battle will go and there's always a way to secure victory in the face of what seems like a certain defeat. So you can't let yourself get distracted by nonsense. You know, this at and thing, if that was a hack, if that was hacking, okay, we knew that was happening. We know they continue to do it. Now they're actually getting pretty good at it. Let's just accept that for what it is. And what? why would they want to cut off all communications? Though? There's the question, right? Confucius once observed, by three methods we may learn wisdom. First, by reflection, which is noblest. Second, by imitation, which is easiest. And third, by experience, which is the bitterest. Reflection is very hard. That means you've got to take a third-person look outside of yourself and look at yourself and find all of your problems. Uh, experience puts the flesh on the bones, right? But there's a lot of pain that comes with that experience. And here's, here's the very simple fact of what's going to happen with all of this. Right now, today, look at yourself. Pull up a mirror and look at yourself. And I'm going to tell you that you are either, with, when all of this starts, there's a very like, good likelihood that you are going to become an experienced, cold, callous killer. You're going to get out there. You're going to be filled with so much outrage, so much betrayal, that for a moment it's gonna be a very bad place to be in America and not be an American. And for all the talk of follow the science and follow this and follow that and the norms and all these other things, when people become enraged, when they get into this cold moment in their life where they regard everything as simply opponents and allies, uh, that's when things are really bad to be a human. All of the ones, the first, you know, everybody that's told you to trust us, you guys are going to go wild over that. But there is a path to victory. And that's the good thing. There is a path to victory. And as we go along that way, as we travel that dark path, we will achieve wisdom and it's not going to come cheap. But you have to understand the circumstance with honesty. And you got to accept it. And then you got to find the correct response. And then when you figure out the response, you've got to execute that response faithfully. This happens every day in the military. Every day in the military. Every person you see in the military, I don't care what they do, they're executing their mission, which leads to the success of the overall mission. You're going to have to join the world. that You know people that have been in the military. You're going to have to join their world. We'll welcome you. We'll welcome you. Coming up next, we're going to talk to investigative reporter from the Second Amendment Foundation, because it is 2A Tuesday, Lee Williams. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307, streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Joined now by the lone investigative reporter at SAF, Second Amendment Foundation, that being Lee Williams. Good morning, sir.
1: Good morning, Bill. How are you?
0: Well, you know, I'm just trying to cope. I'm just I'm trying to pass along some stuff that is very hard to do on the radio. So, you know. <laughs> well, we
1: have some good news, actually. Um, you know how lately it seems like the other team, the gun ban industry, has been extremely creative in some of their bills they're putting forward. I mean, so bad as to count the number of rounds in a 30 round standard capacity mag in California as to consider that device a a gunpowder storage device and therefore try and regulate it under some arcane laws. I mean, they've been creative. Well, now finally, uh, our team is kicking off with some pretty good ideas. There's a bill right now being considered in Georgia, HB 1364, introduced by Representative Martin Momtahan, Momtahan, that would forbid... Lawful concealed, it, that would hold property owners accountable, hold them liable if they forbid lawful concealed carry. They would re- be responsible for the safety of their customers, which means liable for any injuries that occur on their premises if they ban firearms. Now, this type of bill has been talked about a lot, usually over beers. You know, if they're going to ban my gun, then they're going to have to assume responsibility. Yeah. Uh, And here it's actually codified in the law. And the one thing that I like uh, most about it is that uh, Representative Montahan doesn't exempt any property owners. Federal, state, or local governments are all all included. Um, Now, yeah, it could be uh, amended on the House floor, but Georgia has a supermajority of Republicans. So this thing could actually get some traction. Now, could this... uh, you know, what? the byproduct of this bill I love the most because it would make property owners, bar owners, private property owners, public property owners think about their liability before they throw up a no-gun sign. Now, I, I know you're probably like me. You're not going to go into a business that doesn't welcome your gun. You're going to find somewhere else to patronize. At, at least that's what I do. Um, but this would, I think, have a, a dr- dramatic impact on those property owners that want to throw up a no gun sign because it's cool they think thoughts
0: well that's the way it should be though right that's the way it should be yeah. if they're going to get out there if they're going to tell me okay we don't know who you are but whoever you are you cannot carry a gun in here and like in my state if you have the proper signage that has force of law or maybe it did i don't know if that's changed that may have changed but whatever it is it's a it's an attempt to make my decision for me, right? And if they're going to make my decision for me, they, they better have a fire team waiting for me when I come in there. Exactly, yeah. exactly.
1: I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard guys, you know, crying in their beer about, well, they want to throw a no gun sign. They want me in there. They want me to do my, do my business with them. Well, then they should assume liability yeah. if I'm injured. Yeah. And here it is, and it's Georgia. So man, it, it has a chance. I think this thing should be. Every state should take a look at this, and I hope they do. I hope Florida does because this is this is really good policy, and it has a great chance of passing in Georgia. I think uh, I'm going to talk to Florida Kerry, I'm uh, on the board, about trying to replicate this here. I think it's a fantastic piece of legislation because, like I said, the byproduct it will make these these business owners think before they just slap up that no gun sign.
0: Well, I mean, you know, here, uh, I think every state should be stampeding towards that. You remember when you were in the military and it was the first day of basic and they always call for a volunteer and everybody's looking around <laughs> like, who's going to be the volunteer? And then everybody gets on the ground and pushes because we better be stampeding when they call yeah. for a volunteer. Um, yeah, that That's the way th- this should be. This, this is exactly the way this should be. And I, the fact that it isn't uh, – I'm not going to say it makes me sad. It infuriates me. It infuriates me that the various states out here can't figure out what is actually good for their constituents. Of course, we know why they're in office, no matter what they may say. But that's a story for another day, right?
1: Uh, Exactly. I love the fact that it doesn't exempt the government, local, state, or federal. Yep. If you want to go into a state office, they have they have a no gun sign they have just assumed liability for any injuries injuries you suffer for not being able to protect you on their premises same with federal same with with local government i mean the the big problem in a lot of these blue states is the local government you know they love especially in these states that don't have a good strong preemption statute like we do here in florida right local government here knows if you mess with preemption not only can you be removed from office, you can be fined $5,000 and for which you have to pay with your own money. You got to get your checkbook out. So I think this, this type of litigation would be perfect. Uh, and I, I intend to push the heck out of it too. It, it, it just makes sense.
0: It makes sense. I just wonder if that's, you, you know, right now, still in my state right now, they're still quote, considering close quote, uh, Con- constitutional slash permitless carry, and in the meantime, in Louisiana, yeah, where they have really big, you know, Louisiana, uh, like in in New Orleans, they're having trouble just staffing cops because they've already done the defund police and all this other stuff. They're going to sail right through that. They're going to pass that like it's it's standing still. You're going to here- be
1: they're going to be the twenty eighth state, and yeah. we both had hoped that that was going to be your state.
0: Yeah. Oh well. Led the horse to the trough, you know. Look, horse, you're dying of thirst. There's water. What do you want to do? Oh, you're distracted. I see. Okay, I got you. That's uh, that's government. That's distraction. Everything. Else but there. if
1: your <laughs> legislative session is like our legislative session, it ain't over till it's over, brother.
0: Well, I keep telling myself that, but sometimes, uh, you know, it, you know, I just I, I look at I look at the process and I look at some of the points they bring up, and like if we were the first state to be considering it, okay. Everything they're talking about is valid. When you're the yeah. 28th state that's brought it up, you have, shall we say, reams of empirical data that you can look at and figure out whether all of these little uh, talking points you're throwing my way are true or not. Well, I, I can do it.
1: And that's the frustrating part. We yeah. heard all of those excuses here in Florida, and we got a version of uh, unlicensed carry last year. Sure. The streets are going to run red with blood. Fender benders are going to result in shootouts. The You know... Uh, dogs and cats living together. And thankfully, we had 26 states where we could point to and say, no, none of this happened. It's just like campus carry. You can't show me a a campus that turned into a a hell broth of problems after they passed it. So, uh, I mean, our thoughts and prayers are with you, brother. Uh, It would be nice if South Carolina could get on board and be number 28. But I think that might be Louisiana. Hopefully your Republicans can get out of their own way.
0: That's sort of like saying, hopefully we can learn to live without oxygen. Sometimes I don't. Thank you very much for taking the time to join me this morning.
1: Always a pleasure, Bill. Take care.
0: All right. When we get back, uh, you know, we've got enough transgender women now in, the, uh, in, in lockup to where we're beginning to develop data on why they are there. You might be interested in this. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. You know, the uh, newest gimmick is to identify as a woman when you're on your way to jail. That's the newest gimmick. CarPro.com talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Um, according to documents that came out of Wisconsin, 161 men who believe they are women are housed in Wisconsin's prisons. 81 of them, 50.3%, have been convicted of at least one count of sexual assault or sexual abuse. Then, (laughs) an outlet from overseas showed that the majority of so-called transgender inmates locked up in the United Kingdom are behind bars for sex offenses and violent crimes. According to The Telegraph, more than 70% of so-called transgender prisoners in British jails are serving sentences for these crimes. So that at least 181 out of 244 trans inmates, more than 74% are locked up for crimes, including rape, forcing underage children into having sex, grievous bodily harm, and injury. Up to 144 transgender women, men who identify as females are housed in male prisons, while five are currently imprisoned in female jails, including at least one top security institution where murderers and terrorists are being detained. And the high levels of violent crimes among these male prisoners, who then identify as women, sort of of show why they shouldn't be in a female prison according to women's rights campaigners. I wonder if these are the same women that got out there and said, a woman is someone who identifies as a woman. The figures released by the ministry of justice also reveal that there are further tr- 25 transgender males, women who identify as men located in female prisons have been convicted of violent crimes and sexual offenses. Just a year, year ago, there were fewer than five according to the ministry of justice. Figures were released after a former female remand prisoner told The Telegraph how one trans woman inside a female high-security prison continuously bullied the other prisoners. Yeah, I, yeah. Why are we shocked by this? I'm not shocked by this. This, this sounds, I, you know, I get it. I understand it. Why wouldn't you do this if you're a guy going to jail? Why wouldn't you identify as a woman so you can go be sent to a female prison? You can just identify as a woman which means now you're just cross-dressing. Nothing new. We've seen that forever. Ask RuPaul. Now, this one that they're talking about, uh, physically much stronger than all the women on the wing and was very exploitative of that position. The prison staff was, was afraid of her. <laughs> so I, I wonder... I wonder if for a male who commits these various sexual assault type crimes, if this is just so they can continue with their lifestyle. Because we also know that in certain instances where we have the women that are men identifying as women, uh, when they get into jail, then they impregnate other women who didn't have to identify as women. They were born that way. So I just just wonder if that's just something that has to go along with that lifestyle. But I I just find that incredible that we sit back and pretend like this is something we have to do. Like it's the new thing, the new trendy thing to do. And it's not, this is not trendy. This is, uh, it's detrimental to society. I mean, they, I, I saw where one school district in some blue state is going to compel the school, uh, the school faculties to use pronouns. And I mean, for anybody that remembers the whole story with, uh, you know, Jordan Peterson, the biggest issue he had that he's now being reeducated for is his determination that he's not going to use compelled speech. And that's what this is. This is compelled speech, and the fact that there's states in the United States doing this—that just, uh, you know, that 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 just uh, deepens the insanity that we're we're finding ourselves involved in. I just I. I I don't understand how we got to this point. I really don't. I mean, it's one thing to not be paying attention. It's quite another thing to get out there and just go and lose your mind. And lose your mind. Like what Lee was talking about. They're going to just, they described magazines that hold rounds as gunpowder storage facilities. And they do, all, all of this is all semantic. It's all about stealing the language and redefining what this means and what that means. This means this, not that. You know, that kind of nonsense. And, uh, I, you know, how did we allow this to happen? It's not something that, but you know, like I said, when you accept this, this is the thing. Don't sit back and and just beat yourself up about how this happened, Accept that it has happened. Now let's find the solution to figuring out how to get out from it. And one thing to do is simply not give in to that whole vernacular, to that whole way of putting things. If they want to get out there and say, gun violence... Just uh you know hold up a picture of a gun and say, "When does this do something? Let's sit here and watch it and see when it animates and does something you know stupidity it's, it's 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 very easy to deal with stupidity it does it never does any good to complain about it because they just double down on it then they they enjoy your response it's quite it's quite the uh it, it, there's a pathology to it I do believe. Now, when we get back, what would this invasion by invitation manifest? How would that manifest when it goes kinetic? I'm going to give you my thoughts on that when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.